Hey folks, I know what you're thinking. This isn't Skyscraper versus Die Hard. Where's the episode we were promised? Well, this is actually the episode we were going to air as our pilot, uh, but chose not to for various reasons at the time. Uh, here it is for you to enjoy instead of Die Hard versus Skyscraper, but we will be bringing you that episode next week. Uh, and just a heads up that the rating system at the end of this episode is not what we chose to go with. So it's a little lacky. It's a little fun. Bye. John Joseph Travolta. Born 1954 in New Jersey. Died 2026 in the Great Scientology War. He will long be remembered for those hips, that chin, that hair and that ability to claw his way repeatedly back into his career. We watch Saturday Night Fever and Battlefield Earth. Oh, man. Uh, hey, everyone. Welcome to Citizen Kane Versus, uh, where we widely uh, recompare a widely considered great movie with a movie that is widely considered to be more on the schlocky side and ask ourselves honestly, which is better. So I'm Jack Rennie, and I'm here with my friends. Sean Jacklin. And Daniel Benoit. Nailed it. Uh, and today we are we are looking at the comparison of Saturday Night Fever and Battlefield Earth, with the link being Mr. John Travolta. So, okay. these movies. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, I, I had the benefit of watching both these movies back-to-back -back yesterday, so it didn't... It didn't. I, also, I also did both yesterday, but I did yeah. an afternoon viewing and then an evening viewing. What order did you do, Dan? I did, uh, I did Battlefield Earth on the way home from Collingwood. And, and <laughs> in a car. Was in a car, and then, uh, <laughs> and then I, did, uh, I did Saturday Night Fever at like 10.30 at night. Oh, my what God. What were you watching Battlefield Earth on? So I didn't realize it was on Netflix, so I downloaded a, uh, a torrent of it. Cause I, oh, I, no, he didn't. He did everything legal. I mean, he I, did I, everything I, I, perfectly did, I legally. watched it on Netflix legally. Yeah. I paid my monthly subscription. And it you was watched it on an iPad? How many times do you have to tell you that when you, when you buy a movie on YouTube, it's not a torrent? Okay. Oh shit! So you know what? I'm still kind of new to the whole streaming technology yeah. thing. I don't really understand what these terms yet mean. I thought it was all a torrent, um, but I'll be better. Yeah, I, I watched. I watched them in the same order though yesterday, and same order. Oh, I did. I did SNF uh, yesterday morning, and then BE uh, in the evening. A little late mm. night fair. Mm. See, I I knew that would be a mistake because I I had seen Battlefield Earth once before when i was a kid and yeah. i remember even as a kid being like <laughs> yeesh so uh <laughs> so I, I knew that i would need a bit of a cool down so uh, i did i did battlefield earth first oh and saturday night fever is not a cool down movie i'm sorry <laughs> like no it's no. really not i i didn't i didn't really know what that movie was but the, holy shit these are both yeah. movies that I saw snippets of growing up. Right. Oh, you, you had know? never seen Battlefield Earth before. Not I'd never certainly, seen it, yeah. definitely not oh. the whole thing. This so again, Battlefield Earth is two hours long, mm -hmm. which it shouldn't be because they have about an hour and a half to an or an hour and twenty minutes like worth of footage. That, that most of the movie is in slow-mo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's in slow motion. 
<laughs> so I've definitely never watched the whole thing. But I think even as a kid, when I saw bits of it, I was like, oh, like people versus aliens, pew, pew. Like I was not taking in so much of what this movie is or what it's about or it, what the, the background of it. Like oh. no idea. Yeah. Well, do you want, do you want to give a, a little description of what uh, Saturday Night Fever is there, Danny Boy? Yeah, I mean, I'll try. So, so let me let me go to my notes here. Uh, Saturday Night Fever essentially follows Tony Manero, who is played by a very young and striking John Travolta. Uh, and he plays a 19-year-old kind of, uh, like, greasy, racist... <laughs> <laughs> sexist sexist homophobic, homophobic. Mm-hmm. uh da- dance enthusiast he works in a, in a <laughs> store he's very italian he uh and the movie kind of i mean it's interesting because i was watching it well I'll, I'll do the breakdown first so he the movie is basically following him as as he tries to kind of navigate the 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 hardships of his life be it you know racial tension in his community or or kind of uh, issues with the the women in his life, some of which he's trying to pursue and 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 won't have it. Some of which are like aggressively, desperately pursuing him, uh, or just just a really really tumultuous and kind of strenuous home life. And he uses disco on Saturday nights as an escape, and uh, and the movie kind of follows him as he as he as he finds his way or starts to find his way out of this kind of funk that he finds himself in where he's kind of in with the wrong crowd. He kind of rolls with a bunch of guys who just want to like sleep with chicks and do drugs and party and dance. And, uh, and he, fi- he meets this woman, uh, Stephanie, I forget her last name. And she essentially is like his saving grace and through a relationship with her, uh, as her as his new dance partner because they enter a dance contest um, and she kind of helps him see the light as it were and uh, and find his way towards a more kind of focused uh, ad- perspective on, on life. And we'll debate I that think, too. I, yeah, I, I think that is what yeah. <laughs> that seems <laughs> to be what the movie it. it's, it's supposed it seems you? like they're implying that that she is somehow yeah. going to help lift him out of his socioeconomic cycle or something um which to like, new opportunities but which like she she doesn't actually help him out of them but by the end I mean it takes a lot more than just her influence it takes I mean the end of that movie is fucking pretty rough but by the end of it, he he has kind of seen the, the path that he's on, and and he's committed to starting a new one, with yeah. with his friend who he oh, who he tried to rape like two scenes earlier. Oh boy, that movie! Like yeah. a scene, like right before. Oh, like six hours previous. Yeah, like so, in movie time. Yeah. So that's that's uh, that's SNF in a in a long winded nutshell. So uh-huh. it's, it's from the seventies. So. And like so, so from the seventies, so from the seventies. Well, we'll get to that in a second. We'll kind of go more about how it's very indicative of the time, but uh, maybe we'll get a rundown of Battlefield. <laughs> so, sure, in yeah, contrast, Battlefield. Oh, yeah. In contrast to the movie that that launched John Travolta's career, we have the first movie that killed his career, but apparently not forever because he 
he came back what with swordfish or or, well, I, or I would, hairspray? I would, I would argue. Well, swordfish. <laughs> Is that going to be on our list? Um, I would argue that his career died in the 80s uh, and was resurrected by Pulp Fiction and then killed oh by God. Battlefield Earth again. Yeah, this guy comes back wow. from the dead. Z- all praise go to Xenu. It may, yeah, it's, all like, it's almost like he has some connections in yeah. Hollywood or something. Oh, who have leverage on other influential Hollywood people. Not saying Anyways. who they are. No. I just want to say, too, uh, it was super weird. It was so fucking bizarre watching Battlefield Earth first with just all the shit they have that guy doing <laughs> and then watching, like, a 30-year younger, yeah. sexy Volta. Yeah, it was, it was like, yeah. that, that in and of itself it's a market almost, change. almost made this comparison worth it for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, but, uh, it's probably easier to say what what isn't Battlefield Earth, you know? Mm. It's, uh, you know, Battlefield Earth is about this planet in the year 3000, uh, and there's been a terrible uh, invasive war sometime around our present time, where the the being of the planet earth was taken over by the species called cyclo cyclos from planet cyclo Mm -hmm. who are like capitalist uh mercantile uh planet pillagers um and this is the year 3000 humanity is dispersed into the wilderness and they're an endangered species as it says at the top of the movie yeah and the only backstory we get, really. Yeah, yeah. it's the only thing that kind of came up. Oh, Sorry, I'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> but our hero, who I don't... Did he have a name? I definitely don't remember if he had a name. He's greener. I think it was greener. Johnny. Johnny, he was Johnny. Like, no right, shit. Kim, Apparently the name Coates, Johnny still exists. Kim Coates calls him Johnny occasionally, but then usually calls him Greener. Yeah, so I just kept writing him down as Greener. Me too. Or, or, or Man a rat, Animal. Or, or a Rat, rat brain. brain. Yeah. But I and think he. I think his name was Johnny. Johnny, uh, played by that guy, who, who did a lot of things and then didn't. Um, and uh, the cyclos, the two big bad cyclos, are played by John Travolta as the security captain and his friend, uh, his friend Forrest Whitaker, who is his like second in command and is supposed to take over. Anyways, at that point, you can make up a plot. Because it still ends in complete chaos, confusion, and uh, the, just the stupidest hero's journey I've seen since Independence Day. I think you should probably go like point by point on what the plot <laughs> was supposed to be. Yeah. Because I was trying to explain it to, to my girlfriend, Marisa, and she, like, as I was saying it, I was like, oh, this is gibberish. This makes, abs- there's, yeah. there's zero cohesion in this entire thing. I don't understand how we got here. In the end, uh, it ends with uh, these primitive uh, future humans wearing their tribal leathers and war paints, stealing a bunch of Harrier jump jets from <laughs> underneath, underneath the East Coast. And learning to fly them in a week. Yeah. In, in like five days, I think he gives them. He's like, you have to teach them by five days. Of a week. Seven days five, a week. Yeah. After they've broken into and raided Fort Knox for yeah. all of its gold. For all of its gold. <laughs> 
so they learn to fly these massive multi-million dollar machines that are a thousand years old and yeah. uh, they're not wearing g-suits so the maneuvers they're pulling even if they could learn to do it they would <laughs> drop dead from like loss of blood to the brain oh that's so funny i never <laughs> i never thought of that but essentially, the end of this movie is it's it's supposed to be a buildup to the rebellion of humankind yeah. against these long-standing alien uh, overlord oppressors, and that's and they end up they 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 manage to also blow up their planet. Yeah, with a with, new- with a with a single bomb. With single a single bomb. When they've already made a point of saying that Earth is like a micro planet, and no nuke on the planet can destroy all of <laughs> they, Earth. They give they give the justification that it's their their atmosphere is of a different um it's it's of a different it reacts with radiation in a way that is oh, like highly right. that's their justification so it doesn't matter how big it is which is really problematic for that planet like radiation yeah. is very prevalent in the universe <laughs> and they're telling me that like oh just a small spark causes the literally the whole planet to implode yeah yeah. Yeah. So how did how did they achieve? Like they must have found a different energy source than electromagnetic waves, I guess. I mean, it 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 clearly does not want us to ask <laughs> how they did that. They kind or, of or like, like at least their technology is like their technology is like almost like a weird pre-industrial like clinky clonk sure. type of tech. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's you know, true. their photos come out on like a piece of metal. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like at least it's like a, there's a, someone put a little bit of thought. All of their all of their computer technology shows photos in green and black. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Or picto cameras, or is that what they're? Yeah, picto cameras. Picto cameras. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's funny that a movie uh, based in uh, science fiction by L. Ron Hubbard has um, leverage being collected through hidden cameras. Uh, to it's very very specific leverage leverage is like the key point of this movie like that is the thing that is most referred to it's like it's like a the actual main character of the movie is leverage it's what the cyclos use to gain power and it's how it's how our hero johnny in many ways manages to finally free the humans it's very very odd well and the fact that that johnny has any idea what leverage even is like the amount of times that he's like oh i suddenly have this new skill that would never be available available to me as a primitive um, human being daniel daniel he learned all of cyclo history and technology by having a series of lights beamed at his eyes okay right which okay first of all <laughs> that what why? Why? It's such a, and, such a plot hole. That that was that was the point where I where I paused the movie and Lisa was next <laughs> to me, and I was like, "This is fucking bizarre." And I tried to explain to her what was happening, and the best I could do, I was like, "Okay, so John Travolta, John Travolta wants to persuade this guy to go mine his gold in an area where his race can't, alien race can't go because their lungs will explode." His, his strategy is to fake release them into the wild so they'll find their favorite food. Rats. Which ends up being <laughs> rats. Like, no, so no, that, no, no, no. So that John Travolta, whose name is Terrell, Terrell, can... Terrell. 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 Yeah, Terrell. So that he can use rats as like an incentive or like a treat. Leverage. To, to persuade him. But in order to do that, 
he has to he has to imbue him with all the knowledge well but here's the thing here's the thing it seems like all he wanted to do was teach johnny cyclo the language so he could communicate with him but for some (laughs) reason in, in order to do that he had to also give him all the knowledge of his higher species mm-hmm. and trigonometry and microbiology that was my favorite when, he, when, he, when he's writing this stuff in the sand and he's like i, lo- I learned this thing microbiology and it's like what the fuck and then my favorite thing is that they sit him down they blast him with all this information and then just put him back in a cell with the other prisoners like that information is not going to be helpful in any way whatsoever well, after the prisoners have come to chisel the roof down because John Travolta keeps hitting his head on it. <laughs> <laughs> because, because something we need to mention for anybody who hasn't seen this movie is that the Cyclos are all a very tall race of, of aliens. And so in order to show how tall they are, they put all the actors in like risers and stilts. So everybody is walking around. So fucking awkwardly in, in, plat- in platform <laughs> shoes that are only slightly taller than the platform uh, shoes in Saturday Night Fever. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's a good point. They're they're watching, but watching people like watching every single oh. actor who's playing an alien try to like walk around slowly <laughs> lumber <laughs> around. There's, the, there's a moment towards the end when everything's going down and he, he notices on the camera and he turns, he's like, Johnny, there's five guards coming in on you fast. Trying to there's keep their balance. As they five, five poor extras <laughs> climp clomping their way across a rooftop. Also, the amount of times in this movie where the humans are doing something like that is an obvious threat to this species and everyone... <laughs> all the cyclos are just standing around doing fucking nothing like when they first land and uh, and johnny kills one of them with a gun and they all just stand there and stare at him as he as he runs away and yeah. nobody does a thing or when at, at the very end when uh, when the humans are finally uprising and they show that group of cyclos just like hanging out in the alley and directly behind them, there's waves of humans running through the streets, firing guns, like clearly <laughs> revolting, and everyone's just like hanging around, chilling. It was it was so bizarre. Yeah, they crazy. try they try to drive home the point that the cyclos really see the humans as like like mega dumb creatures. Yeah, which is weird because they definitely arrived at Earth when they were like a civilization of people. Yeah. That so, was a thousand years ago. There's been a thousand years of decadence and rot. Yeah. Well, and even in the photo that where they're talking about the species of dog that was clearly the owner yeah. of the humans or whatever it was, it's a photo of a human fucking driving a car. Yeah. So they can see that humans are capable of more than like also yeah. I just want to say operating tech. I just want to say man animal, manimal. It's Man. right there. Oh, yeah. It's right there. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> anyway. I, I, I just like that whole thing with the rat was the weirdest tangent of, of just to get to a joke about humans oh. love eating rats. Yeah. Like, like that was the whole thing. And the plot made no sense. Um, like that little tangent was the most random thing. But also the, the knowledge machine. I just got to say this. So this is, this is a race where they talk 
if, if it wasn't talked about so much, whatever, but they talk about a lot how John Travolta was top of his class in the academy right. and, and Kerr, poor <laughs> Forrest Whitaker, you know, wasn't bright and didn't learn. It's like you literally have a knowledge machine. Yeah. It's so what do you mean top of your class? Top of your class at absorbing all knowledge? Yeah, at, like, at the mall, at the shopping mall back on Cyclos where you wander into the knowledge machine to get your diploma. Uh, yeah. he, he, he got the best score. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. There, yeah, it's, there, was, there was one moment the, just at the knowledge machine part. <laughs> is it that one? Anyways, where um, I, I was genuinely like, oh, cool. This is science fiction. That is interesting. When the, the hologram of the like chiclet slave educator came on and was like, mm-hmm. by this point, uh, my entire species has probably yeah. been destroyed. Like, That's fucked cool okay let's get this but then uh it just went downhill from there again she didn't do anything more she was like i'm here to teach you and then she disappeared and the knowledge machine happened yeah it was it was a cool little moment though i it's true yeah it was a cool moment and i also thought the moment where you first kind of start to realize or you first see that that uh that greener is beginning to understand cyclo that 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 one sequence where it starts off where it's in cyclo and then kind of starts to like blur and blend into into english yeah like that that was that was a cool way to show how the brain can like begin to interpret sound and information to like understand it that i thought was interesting but like i i made a specific note of that because it was the only time in the movie where i was like oh that that choice wasn't wrong that was like an interesting choice. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where like they had to make that choice because their their rendition of what Cyclo sounded like, which was like like dog barking played backwards or something, um, yeah, was like the ugliest sound you could think of. So they really had to make that choice. I also was so confused as to why sometimes we heard the Cyclo speaking to each other in English and sometimes they were in subtitles I wasn't, I wasn't entirely sure as to what they were trying to like differentiate there if it was like were there subtitles yeah there was really two, there was two different times one was when the one was when the humans first land and and uh Kim Coates's character has his first slow motion runaway scene and and one of them goes to sh- one of the, the cyclos goes to shoot Kim Coates and the other one, the other cyclo turns to him, and in subtitles it says, "You can't, you can't use it if it's dead, but it's in the cyclo language." Hmm. And then, like two minutes later, John Travolta shows up, and it's all in English. And then you have like an hour where every time you see the cyclos communicating with each other, it's in English. Yeah. And then we cut to the scene where the cyclos are. Um, what is it? They're they're betting as to how long it'll take for Greener's lungs to explode out in the courtyard, right. and right. just before they get outside, they have an exchange. I forget what they say, but they ha- they talk, and it's in subtitles. And as soon as they walk outside, they're back to English, and it makes no fucking sense to me. I wasn't clear at all as to why, as to like when when we understand them and when we don't understand them. I didn't get it. Yeah, I I, I don't think they wanted you to get it. Yeah. I don't think they cared okay. whether you got accomplished. it. Yeah. They were they were too concerned um getting their Dutch angles right. Oh boy. Oh. And uh which I didn't I didn't entirely mind actually. I didn't <laughs> mind I didn't mind the 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 aggressive use of Dutch aggressive. angles. 
It was. I think mo- I think probably eighty percent of that movie was shot in an angle. <laughs> I read uh, there's a lot. I read a review. I think it's it might have been from Ebert, uh, but uh, he was saying that the filmmaker here clearly has realized that in better films the directors sometimes use Dutch angles to convey meaning. <laughs> he, however, has not figured out what that meaning is. It was, it, it, there, this, the people who were making this movie really tried their best with what they had to make it look like movie. So, yeah. that, that's you know, they, they had, I, I'll, you know what, the, the, the Klimp Klomp um, um, boots of the, the <laughs> tall aliens were silly, but I at least appreciated the scenes where they weren't moving and yeah. you had these tall overbearing aliens yeah. And it wasn't CGI, and it was practical effects, and like they weren't a totally bad design. They looked fucking ridiculous, but at least they like went, they made a choice. Mm-hmm. Yep. But so they had that, and they really worked with that as much as they could. So you had scenes like like Travolta and the the bartender, this long random scene early on in the movie, and it's all shot so close because they probably had like no background really to play with. Yeah. I can only imagine. And then they had these shots that weren't interesting. So they put them on Dutch angles and then they had only a few minutes of fun action. So they slowed it down to last longer. Like they were doing everything they could (laughs) to try and make this movie look like movie. But I I had a thought about halfway through the film where I was like, it it seems like, it seems like a, a, a screenplay writer came up with like a general premise for the movie, you know, alien invades earth, enslaves human race to mine gold for them, takes his premise and then puts it in the hand of like a four year old. Mm. And it's like, now please write all the dialogue for this movie. (laughs) And then we took this toddler script and gave it to someone who has like made a couple of films and was like, do what you can with this. And that's what they did. Okay, like, so- let's let's cast some of the craziest actors we can get to do it. Some non-actors. Yeah. And Forrest Whitaker, somehow. Yeah. And Kim Coates. And Kim like, Coates, who Kim is Coates. the best part of the movie. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. But what, what needs to be noted, I think, is that this, this was John Travolta's pet project. Oh yeah. He, oh yeah. Yeah, which I didn't know until until last night when I was uh, when I was researching this because I was like, well, how the fuck did this movie get made? And and apparently he had been trying to get it made since like '96. He was obsessed yeah. with this story by L. Ron Hubbard, and it was meant to actually be the first part of a of a two part series. And. Uh, <laughs> Thank God. And he invested like millions of dollars of, of his own money into it and went to, and finally a company, I forget what the name of the company was called, Franchise Media. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, they specialize in like saving celebrity projects. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that was the whole thing. This whole thing was John Travolta got picked up by a studio that like specialized in celebrity pet projects and then dumped a bunch of his own money into it just so he could like spend two hours just devouring the set in this movie (laughs) in this movie that he thought was like a brilliant story and mostly just laughing maniacally oh if he open mouth laughed one more time i was gonna walk through that screen and rip his tongue out yeah like maniacal laughing was like the predominant dialogue of this movie (laughs) oh my god (laughs) but i also love how like 
aside from the way that aliens looked, which by the way, why did some of them have weird prosthetic Klingon looking faces and some of them had just like regular human faces? I was unclear about that. Different makeup people on different days. <laughs> I, I guess so. Um, but, but I love that like beyond that, they had zero unique defining qualities about them. And what really stuck out to me was the fact that like they, they, the, the way they spoke was so fucking human, was so human. The fact that they had like conversations about Patsy yeah. schemes and there was one line where it was like, you must, have been a, you must have been absent on the day they taught economics in the academy. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? There was even one point where Forrest Whitaker's like, hey man, what are you doing in here? It's <laughs> <was> like, what? <laughs> what? What, are you, what, what the hell's going on? Yeah, they've become exotic on, on planet Earth. They're, I guess. They're... <laughs> oh. uh, um, I, I, I just want to point out also yeah. one of my favorite lines, um, which is early on. It's we were f- literally first meeting, I think, John Travolta, and he's meeting the guy, the dignitary or whatever, the, the, the senator or whatever he is who's come, come, to, come to Earth yeah. to check on things. And they're talking about how ugly Earth is and he thought they talk about these these smaller planets and he goes oh the gravity is so <laughs> different yes it, i i have i actually one looked, of the worst lines in a movie i think i've ever heard yeah. but the but the line that comes directly before that please is uh, pathetic all the green and the blue sky they told me this planet was ugly but this has got to be one of the ugliest crap holes in the entire universe. <laughs> He's not wrong, but... Uh... But, like, ugliest crap holes in the entire universe? And my favorite part, too, is right, is right when John, he, that guy lands, John Travolta, John Travolta walks up to him, and he has some, like, weird, like, please, let me guide you to your oh, yeah. destination, or whatever. And, and the guy's first line, is like, please, call me Zeke. Anyways, is this, is this Earth? Like it was so, <laughs> it was so fucking weird. Anyways, um, I when it, so, to for clarification's sake, um, in terms of the movie clarifying itself, before I I remembered it was on Netflix, I had found a completely and totally legal stream online, and I hit it, and the first thing came up, and there was a German subtitle, and I was like, oh, that's weird. And then there was a card of info in German that mm-hmm. explained like a thousand years ago, the cyclos invaded Earth. They used a poison gas to eradicate the, the resistance. Da, 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 da. The, this is the story of their rebellion. And it gave Wait, background could you, information. <laughs> could, could you find the English version of that card? Because I searched all over well, the internet. I don't, think, I don't think it exists in English. I think this is a, the, German, the German release. They were like, this movie's in- incoherent from the start, so let's try and help it by right. putting like an info card off the top. Because that was actually my very first line. I was like, opening crawl in German, no clue what it said. Oh, so you had that. I, I had that. Totally that I also legal. had that incredibly legal uh, stream. From, from German Netflix. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The Deutsche Blick. Yeah, I did not see that. All I, all I got was what I thought was going to be a number of of little title cards mm-hmm. kind of over top of the opening sequence and it was just like the year 3000 the human race is endangered yeah 
And then it was like, let's do some sweeping mountain views of this oh glorious US of A. And, and get to our people that are really adopting a lot of native symbology and, uh, and uh, carry on. <clears throat> when I, when I heard the first kind of tribal scream come out of those, come out of those oh, people boy. of the forest, I almost had to turn the movie off. I was like, this is like verging on offensive and not in like the, not in like a fun way that I can put fun at it. I was like, yeah. this is, I don't even know how to make sense of this. Well, um, go ahead. They like to, they like to, they, they were doing, it's more like they were trying to borrow Planet of the Apes style stuff mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that by saying that they oh. were, they were closer to that like future yeah. primitive idea, but also that they were becoming apes again or something like that. Like they were, they had de-evolved, devolved as the word goes actually. Fuck me. And then, um, I like de-evolved. No, I think, yeah, well, it's de, I de-evolved the word devolved. Yeah. Um, right. Good. Um, but it's also a thing I had even like right away. I noticed like the crazy acting of this movie where main dude Johnny is like, have you ever seen a monster? And like, I was like, I was so supposed did someone to coach a galaxy. you on this? Like it, it was like, it was batshit from the get go. Well, and I, lo- I love too that just before that, the first time we ever see him, he rides up on a horse and then that the love interest of his that I think has about three lines in the entire movie. Yeah. Her first line is, I'm so sorry the gods took your father while you were while you were away. Yes. And this weird like turning slow motion shot of him just like half screaming and then <gasps> Yeah. And then cuts to him like I think it was him burying his dad, but I wasn't sure because he was just holding it. But it just holder. been filling a hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not referenced ever again. He there's, never says no, no storytelling. He's never like my father wanted this. There's not he doesn't never brought up again but i'll also say that 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 i was very curious as to what that girl's relationship to his parents was because she delivers the news about his dad dying and like two minutes later she hands him uh like a family heirloom that his mother gave to her as a good luck charm one time and i was like okay so did you know your own parents or was she like your nanny or like who the why, hey Daniel, why? if you could stop asking questions, the makers of this film and L. Ron Hubbard would be real happy about it. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. But it really seemed like the filmmakers in general looked at a bunch of different sci-fi movies in the future mm. and were like, yeah, we can take that shot. Let's, hey, let's take that idea. There's well, I, I, I the Blade Runner ship. The Blade Runner. When, when he's running through all the glass panes, I'm like, oh, someone oh, saw Blade Runner. Oh, God. And, and then later, I think when the first time we see Cyclo on the home planet with all the, like, fire jets and the great, like, buildings on the vista and the smoky, it's, it's all, it's like B footage they found on the floor of Blade Runner when they were cutting it. Yeah. But uh, what uh, they really nailed were those center out swipes. I gotta oh. say, my favorite uh-huh. part, if yeah. you want a drinking game at home, watch this movie and drink every time there's a center out swipe. Yeah, how the fuck? Like, I saw it the first time and I was like, oh, okay, that, all right, sure. I see that in Star Wars. I see that in some sci fi movies. Great. I hope you never use it again. But, like, once, once is fine as a way to get me from scene to scene. But then, like, using it as basically every scene transition ever. So I counted. Did you actually? Oh, no I, we I, counted as we as we watched. They have, I mean, at least I I honestly like it. Eventually, it becomes hard to keep track, but there are at least twenty six 
center out Holy shit. in this movie. Well, I was going to say and, and sorry, the cherry on top is that when this movie ends, it closes with an outward to the center fade to black or like close to black. I mean, that's pretty much the only, the only obvious choice. Is the yeah. most remarkable artistic choice uh, I have ever seen. And then, but... and, then it, and then it goes to a credit sequence that must have been put together in MS Paint. Oh, so cheap. <laughs> so cheap. That fucking like bright neon green. Oh, it was the worst. It was the worst. It was somehow my least favorite part of the movie. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And this first commercial break is unofficially brought to you by Zoom. We're not paying them to use the service, and they're not paying us to advertise them. But we couldn't do it without the app. Thanks, Zoom. So let's, we've talked about medical literature a bunch. And like, honestly, I still feel like I have like so much more I could say about that movie. Um, but let's talk about Saturday Night Fever because, because I think so. there's a lot to talk about, I think as well. I think Saturday Night Fever and the themes therein are something we all have to sit down and talk about right now, like as a, as a globe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Saturday Night Fever tries to tackle this idea of of the cycle of of like capitalism of of um, the haves and the have-nots and the have-nots fighting amongst themselves um, and with each other all to try and get ahead in life and to get out of the situation that they're in is a really like underlying thing in the movie um there's a part where one of them talks about how it's like a rat race and it's doggy dog everyone's out for themselves and it, it might even be uh tony who says that like you know everyone's just like on, is everyone's dumping on each other you know and the people up top they dump down on us and so we dump on the 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 latin and the hispanic people and we dump on that and then they dump on us so we dump on them it's a lot about like the cycle of people just like shitting on each other and hating mm. each other yeah uh, and there's something yeah. to that, 
but the movie is just about these people hating these other people and being terrible. Yep. Which we, I think the thing that we need to acknowledge if anyone is, is watching this movie and getting the wrong ideas from it, being struggling is not a reason for bigotry. And this movie just doesn't say that enough. <laughs> this this movie should get out of it. But the the hero's journey of this movie, I'll, if you can bookend it with two character moments of our hero, uh, John Travolta. In the beginning, he is a down on his luck young guy who will stop women in the street and force them to like return his creepy stares and like gesturing so that's where we start with him and then we end with him when asked to maybe not try to have sex with this one person if it would be okay for him to just like not try to fuck her he's like yeah okay i'll try like right after right after he attempted to rape her that that is that is the hero's journey in this film yeah. So, you know, I have to assume that that people were trying to tell this deeper story and they were trying to use, there's a lot of, of symbolism around the bridge, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the bridge into Manhattan, it seems, right? It's one of the bridges. I don't know if it's Brooklyn Bridge or what. They're in Brooklyn, are they not? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is a Brooklyn Bridge. So, and they're talking about that and there's a whole scene where Tony cheers up Stephanie by telling her all these facts about the bridge that he knows. And the only reason that I could wonder why in this script, there's like a bunch of information about the bridge is that it's seen as like a symbol of opportunity. It's a way out, it's a way into another place. It is, there's symbolism. That scene still ends though, with him describing how someone working on the bridge died by falling into the cement. And then, and then them Cries. laughing. Then they both go, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> what a way to go. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> end the scene. And then she falls in love with him. Every redeeming thing in this movie is undercut by people being absolute shitbags. Yeah. It is really, I mean. Uh, yeah, that, that was, I mean, the, the, the whole love story between, uh, between John Travolta and the and his dance partner there, I think her name is Stephanie in the movie. Yeah, it was so frustrating because he he starts off or she starts off as like a pretty powerful female character. She's the one who's not going to take his shit. She's yeah. the one who shuts him down and like doesn't accept his advances. She puts up a guard and like sticks to it. And then he has. What's the line that I wrote down? Because I wrote it down as like my new go-to pickup line for women. Oh, is it that he said you were training to be a bitch? Yeah. Somebody yeah. told me you were training to be a bitch. Is that true? And, and then, then they warms up to him. What's that? <laughs> it warms up to him. And then they go for coffee. I was like, I don't understand. And the amount of times that he calls women cunts in this movie, especially yeah. the- anyone listening there is a lot of hate in this (laughs) so please um just be aware of that these things might come up we're not going to use too much of these words but yeah we won't throw it around but i mean it's like I, i couldn't tell how much of the movie was just 
flagrant use of these of these terms because of the time period that it was made and how much of it was was trying to highlight the 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 toxic nature of the group of people that he was surrounding himself with because they they tried he was they tried to allude to the fact that he himself was like a good guy right yeah. like he's like he was the one who when Annette was like trying desperately to sleep with them because she was in love with them, he was the one who was like, "No, I don't want to do that. We're just dancing." Like he, like, or like he, like they, he showed he had a heart when he was telling the story of the Brooklyn Bridge and he starts to cry. Or like, like there, there's moments, there's moments that they put in this movie or peppered in this movie where they try to kind of show him as like the the one, like the outsider in his group, where like he, he, behaves like them because that's, those are his people, but he's not really like them, right? Yeah. So I couldn't tell how much of it was him kind of falling in line and, and then was trying to show kind of like the bottom of the barrel people and how much of it was just, it was the 70s. Do yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? Like what really threw me for a loop was the amount of time, the amount of times in this movie where people are just having sex with each other while other people are either watching or like in the yeah. front seat of a car and it was just a nothing thing i don't know if that again if that's like well that's the disco scene or if it's that's the 70s i mean not Certainly even commentary like gang raping oh yeah well yeah. yeah yeah i mean the 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 last maybe 20 minutes of this movie like everything is pretty heavy which i wasn't expecting at the top like Everything I've ever seen in this movie is just shots of John Travolta tearing it up on the dance floor with his disco. Yeah. And then the movie actually starts and, and you're like, holy shit, this is not this is not just like a dance movie. This is not footloose. This is not footloose. This is a really this is, this is heavy shit. But even even then, it seems like the like a very aggressive dark pivot at the end where everything just like suddenly fucking crumbles. Mm-hmm right yep and then there's like no falling action there's no real there's no real like come down or cool off after everything happens like there's this gang rape scene and then his good friend falls to his death in like two minutes and then the movie's kind of over off of the symbolic bridge yes exactly yeah which was which was like devastating by the way that was that was was well shot it was well shot, and it was that was the only character in the movie where the entire time I was like, "Oh, I feel bad for you." Everybody else, yeah, because he's the young guy, right? He's and he is Travolta. Doesn't Travolta tell him in one of the earlier scenes? He says like, or he wants to get out, but does Travolta talk him into staying? Get out of saying, what? Like, I'm, uh, he goes up to him at one point, and maybe maybe he doesn't. Maybe I was just not paying attention. But he gets out of the car and talks to Travolta. I think it's after they go cruising around the neighborhood looking for some barracudas um he's like i'm getting out and then does does he mean he's trying to get out of the group or did that happen i don't remember that part at all just cut this out of the podcast i only remember it it, it all stays yeah i only remember him him trying to just like desperately find a way out of the situation that he's in with the with the girl that he's gotten pregnant right yeah Right, right, and and, and like, right. 
Well, okay. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like John Travolta in this movie is supposed to be the hero who we're watching kind of slowly transform and come to his senses and kind of find his way to manhood. But in reality, it's that guy. That's the guy who actually has the real problem. You can actually sympathize with because he doesn't take part in all the all the bullshit. Like from the mo from go, I hated John Travolta's character. I was like, oh, you're a fucking you're a, like a sleazy fucking greaseball. And I turned, I turned to Marisa and I was like, I really hope that they're trying to establish that he's a piece of shit now yeah, so to watch an him transform. And then we get to the end and, and obviously that didn't happen. No. And I was like, the only, the only redeeming character in this entire movie just fucking died. Which, I mean, isn't, isn't terrible for a movie that I guess is trying to say what that movie is trying to say. But... This movie... Uh, this. <laughs> Uh, there, there was one thing you brought up earlier, Daniel, where you said that like they're trying to show him like the woman comes up and she really wants to have sex with him, but he's like, no, no, you're just my dance partner. And I don't think that's mo the movie trying to show him as like being a respectful person or at least trying to be respectful of someone else and their feelings. I think that's a movie show telling us that its main protagonist is this character that is so sexy that this is a part of his life where every day he has to just like beat off women because they're coming at him all the time and this is him just I think this is showing him as this like reluctant nice guy who's like oh I just can't oh sorry no but, but I don't know if that's true because the only time we ever see him getting any kind of any attention of that kind is when he's on the dance floor outside of that disco he he's shit he's nothing yeah, but that's his dance life. Well, he does have all the uh, elderly women coming into the home, into the hardware store for him. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's yeah. true. But, but I mean, that, it's supposed to be one of his like his his. That's the whole point of the movie, like you said in the synopsis, right? Like where he he escapes escapes into the into disco, like the whole thing where um, you know his ongoing fights with his dad and his dad who just just got laid off and is now dumping on him, right? The whole thing. Yeah. He talks about. And I think a moment we're supposed to sympathize with him is he goes, you know, I've only been, I've only ever given, uh, been given credit or praise or something twice in my life or told I was good yeah. twice in my life. And one was today in this praise and the other one is in, is when I'm dancing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're supposed to feel like, oh, this person just needed someone to be like, you're okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, you're doing a good job. And which is like something worth considering, right? Of how we how we appreciate and how we um, help people succeed in their lives, right? Mm -hmm. But it's just for for it's a two hour movie, and for two hours it's like a a, a slog of him and his friends being just terrible, like, like the fucking worst. And I, I, and it was, it was so funny because I know that we initially chose these two movies thinking, or at least in my mind, thinking they were going to be two fun movies to pit against each other. And I spent the first maybe, maybe 20 minutes of Saturday Night Fever writing kind of little like funny one-liners to throw into this podcast in my notes. And then very quickly, I ran out of funny shit to say. And I, I mean, yeah. I will say, I... I enjoyed the movie for what it was and I watched the whole, I mean, maybe enjoyed is the wrong word, but, but it, I was engaged and yep. I watched the whole thing and I was taken by the story. Yep. But 
at the same time, I was like, this is not, this is not quite what I signed up for. Well, it's, it's also, it's, it's the kind of movie that its mission statement is to just show like a snapshot of life and not comment on it because commenting is overtly political and you're just yeah. showing people how horrible they are, but not saying anything about it, man. And it's, it's stupid. And like the American dream is a lie, man, or like, or like, or it's not a lie and you can get out too if you. Yeah, throw yourself off a bridge. Uh, yeah, or if you move to Manhattan or something. Like, yeah, it, yeah it's, it's one of those, it's one of those movies that shows its age by like, by doing what you're saying and by not having it, by just showing the things and not yeah. trying to have any sort of commentary on them is, is just like, it ends up not being entertaining. Yeah. Like, I wanted this movie to be over. Which is something, though, that Taxi... Ta I, I saw a lot of Taxi Driver in this film, and I, I meant to look it up to see which one came first. Right. Uh, just in terms of, like, showing... A, that shows a snapshot of a, um, a young man who is, has been taken to extremities because of things that happened to him in his life. And, and it... Like, it doesn't purposely put on any moral judgment on anything. It just kind of shows the sequence of events. But it does it in a way that leaves a lasting impression on you where you can easily come to your, your moral assumption of what you want to take from the film. Yeah. Whereas this movie... I think there were a lot of, probably a lot of young men who watched this movie and went, oh, that Tony Montana is one hell of a guy. He stands up for his friends and he's good with the ladies. Like... I, I would not be surprised. Just for clarification, so both these movies are terrible in how they have women in them. Battlefield Earth essentially has no female characters. There is the one chick with the really long tongue. John Travolta's wife. And she comes with some real benefits, slurpy slurp. Oh. Uh, and, oh. and then Johnny's love interest, who is just kind of there at the beginning and there at the end as someone to breed with or something. Yeah. And, then, and then Saturday Night Fever. So for context, my girlfriend said to me, that Battlefield Earth, she she thought that it was the worst movie she'd ever seen until she watched Saturday Night Fever. Whoa. Wow. For clarification, really? just a hint of what it's like watching that movie as a woman mm -hmm. and what it's like seeing the women depicted in that movie. There is no one for women to connect to in that movie in any way. No. No. Or, or that you would, that you feel like that their experiences are, even if you like connect with Stephanie more, she's treated horribly she's someone tries to assault her like it's it's not fun <laughs> well and that, that's the thing too is that stephanie like the annette character i mean here, here's the thing i watched that movie and there's a lot there's a lot in that film that resonated with me in terms of like how I grew up and the kind of people that I've seen that are very, very close to the people in that film, yeah. right? Those oh, people yeah. exist. Oh yeah. And, and the, the Annette character, I've, I've met, I've met that woman. So like these people, right. it's not like these, these are necessarily exaggerated versions of, of people. These are these like, so it is, it is kind of trying to give a snapshot of like this world. But the one mm. scene Grace is supposed to be Stephanie, who who kind of comes in and like shows the other side of it, shows what life can be like when you're not part of this shit. Someone who's pulled himself out, someone who has a backbone, <laughs> who someone... who herself is getting these things because she's giving sexual favors to her boss. 
or one of her like clients well, that, well, well that's that's what i'm getting at is the fact that yeah. at every turn every time that they establish some kind of like moment of strength or putting your foot down or like independence oh. or yeah. like demonstration of what stephanie is supposed to represent they undercut it with like the plight of being a woman or the or like or the thing about hey I heard you're training to be a bitch. Is that true? I'll grab coffee with you. <laughs> or like, oh. or like he tries to rape her after they've had this relationship and it ends with her holding his hand and kissing him on the face and being like, I'll, I'll be your friend. Yeah, sure. I'll be your friend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's okay. You can, you can try and have sex with me again at some point. That's what I expect. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. or even, even the scene where she's talking about having sex with her, I, I guess what it was her producer or her agent or like her mentor. It was her, it was that whatever that character was, a guy who helped her do stuff. He helped he helped her navigate her career. And her answer was, What do you expect me to do? Or what did you expect from me? Yeah. Which, you know, again, it's it's that it's the problem with this movie is like like, it's making statements, it's it's showing things, yeah, but it's not there's no call to action. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no, no I mean, um, I mean, lens. Like, I don't know what the lens is. That particular moment, for, that was maybe the only really impactful moment for me where I was like, oh, this, this is kind of, a, this is a kind of a commentary on the way that women are treated in society that needs to change. Yeah. yeah. Of like, I didn't have a choice. This was the expectation because he was helping me with my career. What did you, like, what else was I supposed to do? Yeah. That was the one time where I was like, oh, holy fuck. But again, yeah. also like, it, at the time, I'm, I'm assuming it was the 70s, so at the time, it was probably more of just like, a, well, yeah, that's how this works. Right? It's, it's, it's so hard to tell. I yeah. don't know. In general, this movie was like watching, it's like watching a long episode of Jersey Shore. Yes, that's then, all I can think of. It's like watching Jersey Shore <laughs> and as though it's, it's filmed artistically and we're supposed to go, oh, if only Polly D could escape his socioeconomic plight and yeah. learn to treat women with respect. Ah, oh, if only. Like, those characters don't make us feel that. Feel, feel that, because they, they haven't earned it yet. And that's, it's just a narrative that we're, I think we've, we've kind of let go, the fact that women are supposed to help men understand themselves, and that women should be so grateful if a guy makes them, he, like, just makes them feel happy a little bit. Like, that's, that, that's enough, even if they're otherwise not good people. It, it's just... Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. I, I honestly couldn't help but see Jersey Shore through the entire opening like montage oh, little, of him getting yeah. ready in his underwear and and those weird those weird low angle like low Dutch angle shots of him slowly grabbing the necklaces and like slowly methodically putting them on on his uh, around his neck. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. I, I I thought this movie was gonna do a Don John thing and have. Like in that movie where where the character starts off essentially as a Jersey Shore character and and finds a more like um, holistic way of living and I was kind of waiting for that in this movie um, and instead we kind of just we start and end in a very similar place. Yep. Sorry, go ahead, Sean. Uh, oh, I was I was gonna bring it to a lighter place. I was gonna say that um, New York in the seventies looks exactly like Toronto does now. Just. Mm. architecturally exact right. same right yeah that's interesting i mean maybe they filmed it here uh-huh. <laughs> no i just mean that toronto is 30 years behind in having an interesting city <laughs> right <laughs> we're getting there um but, but i mean on on a lighter note 
what I will say is it was nice to see John Travolta play a human being mm, after honestly. watching him as Terrell for the previous two hours. Um, it's Terrell. It's Terrell. Terrell and Kerr. <laughs> oh, that fucking movie. Um, uh, yeah, okay. So so to get away, because we again, these are things that we could, I feel like we could go on and on about. I, I just mm. want to say quickly about, so in terms of how the movie was made, mm. I, I have to say, I think the thing I struggled with was the script, the story. Although this movie had some good writing in it, it had, I yeah, really liked yeah. the line where it's like, his paint guy is like, you know, like, where he's like, he's like, fuck the future. And his guy's like, you can't fuck the future. Yeah. The future fucks mm. you. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that's a cool, that's a great line. And that sets us up for stuff I think we're supposed to be feeling in this movie. But in general, like, I really liked, um, uh, like, like, I dug the soundtrack. Like, mm-hmm. like, the Bee Gees had some good music. I actually, the composer, David Shire, I worked with on a show. Mm-hmm. I've met that guy. It was no way. hilarious. Yeah, that he worked on this movie too. Um, I, I, the, I, it's fun music. Like I think I, I certainly enjoyed it. Um, and as someone also from a dance background, like the dancing is good. It's filmed good. They allow for full body movements. It's not cut. They're like nice long shots. Oh, but yeah. show people really knowing is how to solo? do these stuff. His like it's solo dance fun. number was like, okay, Travolta, you are like, you are an actor, dancer, performer, like to a T. He's I'm very sure. magnetic, yeah. right? Like you really do keep watching I, him even in group scenes. I, like, I do have to say though that group disco numbers <laughs> are the stupidest thing I've ever been forced to watch. So disco, watching this movie really was reinforced me that the, the dance style, the music is different. The dance style is, yeah. is a mix. It's the most wonderful, enjoyable mix of flashy and cool mixed with what is predominantly silly and funny. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's the, the goofiest like style of dancing I've ever seen with little moments of like flashy, like, oh, that neat. Flair and yeah, that, yeah. I, you I, know, I, where someone I, is so I, cool and small and then it's like silly and hip thrusts. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, I, it's I, kind I, of great. I dug the hip thrusts. I didn't realize how similar disco was to fucking line dancing. And the, ch- and the chicken dance yeah, and stuff. That's when yeah. disco falls apart. When it's like a couple or, uh, or just a solo performer in, the, in this movie, those scenes were great. But when there was like more than four people all doing the same moves, it was like a cult. Yeah, it was it was really really weird. Um, I I did like I one aspect of the movie I did like was was how they highlighted at the end during that contest the fact that the I mean for lack of a better way of putting it like the the white people version of of disco didn't hold a candle to. No to to the other competitors like he was upset because he even he thought the puerto ricans were better better. yeah and And there was also no comment that the black couple that they showed is didn't even place they didn't didn't even even place place. but they're the best couple this is definitely black music it's a black yeah it's all black art but marisa fucking called it as soon as like from the first frame of, of of those of those people dancing was yeah. was the fact that clearly this couple is is the best and she's like i bet i bet they're not they're not gonna place there's gonna be no mention of them whatsoever yeah. and it's true correct and i, I like the fact that Tra- that travolta's character was able to acknowledge the fact like that whole part of oh, the yeah. story was interesting the fact that they, yeah. they didn't 
Just Aaron perked up what? at that moment. Aaron, Aaron perked up and and was like, "Oh, this just became a really smart movie." Oh, okay. Yeah. Where he's like, like oh, he's like, he's like, he's like, it doesn't. Ma- he uses a racial slur, but he's like, it doesn't matter if they're Puerto Ricans; they were better, so they should win. And yeah. you're like, "Oh, a lesson he has learned." And then he goes and assaults his dance partner. Like literally walks out of the club saying that and takes her to the car <laughs> and tries to assault her. You're like, yeah, "Am I supposed like, to feel like he's growing?" I don't know where. I didn't fucking understand that whatsoever. He was in the moment, yeah, he's in the moment of personal growth and like this this humbling realization and then he tries to rape the only person who's actually had his back. Yeah. Yep, because yeah. it wasn't a humbling realization about anything sociolo- yeah, sociological it was a humbling realization that he's not the best and he can't lose himself in this anymore because it's been tarnished by other people's racism yeah it's it's kind of reads kind of like that yeah. it's 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 all weird but in general i have to say i liked how the dancing was filmed as someone who is a dancer um yeah. although the scene of her doing ballet for a hot second i have to tell you is is <laughs> We, like my girlfriend and I, she's also a dancer. We we had like visible, like audible, like oh 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 no, oh. like it's, it's it's that bad. And the fact that she keeps trying to do little bouncy plies as he's talking with her is hilarious. Um, and just also not ballet still. Um, but I, I I liked how I liked even though it was like an older movie, it still held up in a in a really cool way of how it was filmed in the, in the clubs. I think like the red lighting, like it really. I think tried to capture this idea that it was like another world, that there was something like mystical about it for him, mm-hmm. that there was like, and I, I still found that held up in a way that was unique yeah. to watch, well, and interesting I mean, if, to watch. If, if, you, if you watch kind of dance movies of today or movies that have like club scenes now, yeah. that style is still very much emulated. Like they, yeah. it just it more obviously contemporary because technology is advanced, but it's still like those, those techniques are still used heavily today. Yeah. Right, so it, I mean, it, I, I can see how I can see what it's done for for cinema, but I mean, is is that enough? cinema? Cinema will not, however, uh, use the techniques they use to fight that fight to shoot that fight scene uh, with the barracudas. In in my notes, I literally just have world's worst bar fight scene. It was shot like a Batman uh, punch-up scene from the. Sixth. I was about to. I was about to talk about fights. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's, it's not good. That's that's being generous. That's being generous. It was in, like in, in this smaller verses of just fighting Battlefield Earth One, even though it was yeah. mostly just um, like crazy Klingon chokeholds. <laughs> the that guy's <laughs> fight must be like absolutely crushed the amount of times that John Travolta just grabs him by the neck and carries him around. There yeah. was one time when, when he first shoots the guy when he lands and runs into Travolta's character when we first meet him, he picks him up by the neck and chokes him and carries him all the way outside, yeah. choking him, and the guy somehow isn't fucking just dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So in terms of fighting, the point, the point goes to uh, Battlefield Earth, be remarkably, yeah, yeah. It was it was weird. It was like they was like they shot that bar scene at like the end of the day when they were just trying to get out and also had never seen a fight scene in a movie before. Yeah, 
it was all shot so close up and like at, at sometimes the camera like moved with the person doing the aggressive action <laughs> it was like the opposite of the filming of the dance work yeah the dance work had actually cool little camera movements where like he would he was like bopping down and up off the ground in a move and the camera was going like boom, 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 and it was like it was like highlighting his dance style and i was like oh yeah. that's really well done and then the fighting was this garbage <laughs> I was it's, like, it's like a completely different director took over for that day. It might have been. It might have been yeah. like the director was like, ah, I don't know. That's uh, you do it. I don't know how to do this stuff. So that probably is what like, it is. They probably had a guy who just who was just good at the dance stuff, and then they were like, they had the fight scene, and he's like, I don't know what. I don't know. Yeah. Or they had they had the the stunt coordinator like do also do the 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 camera work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which. If you know it, working in the industry is a huge taboo. Yeah. Um, okay, there's one other thing just before um, we leave like the story stuff too far behind. Oh, there's again yeah. more to say. I, there's a couple of things I'm just looking at my notes that I, I want to bring up with. So the little guy, okay? There are yeah. a few things with him. His little friend who, who dies, he falls off the bridge slash jumps off slash whatever. So sad. Because he's super Lots high. of different ways on... to kill yourself without killing yourself. Whoa, man! I don't. I don't think he was high. I think he was. I think he had just, just like breaking point. He was yeah, breaking point. Right? By this the situation with the the woman he'd gotten pregnant. He was obviously the outsider in his only group of friends. Yeah, he him as like a little tiny coward. <laughs> just he just had nowhere to go. He was just he was just depressed and trapped. I thought. Yeah. So I, I have three things I'd like to say about this character and things that I noticed. So one, I really thought that they were kind of gonna. Um, gonna throw out that the, what was happening is that the woman he had gotten up what, or gotten, uh, that he'd knocked up that he'd gotten pregnant was um, was, oh you said her name before, the woman who was always after John Travolta Annette. Annette. I thought it was her and that's why she was trying to have unprotected sex, sex with him. Uh, oh. So I kind of thought and that was part of the tension and I was like ooh that's, that could be interesting I kind of thought that they were teasing that and that wasn't the case um and the other scene when he's like stressfully trying to get uh, John Travolta is borrowing his car and John Travolta said he's going to call him later. And that whole scene, the, the little guy friend, he is wearing platform shoes <laughs> that are about a foot high. <laughs> I noticed that when he was walking, when he turned the corner to walk away, he, you yeah. could tell that he like had never walked in platform shoes before and his fucking ankles were awkward. I saw glimpses of it and it, like leading up to the end of the scene. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my god! And then I was like, Brenda, <laughs> hopefully we'll see it. You have to like his his shoes are so tall. And she's like, I know, and I'm like, no, 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 they're tall. And then we saw them, and the same thing. We were like, <gasps> like it, they <laughs> they were hilarious. And the third thing of how we're talking about this is the character we're kind of supposed to sympathize with. He has one of the weirdest throwaway lines in the whole movie, and I think it like ends the scene. I think I know what you're is, talking about. Which is when they're on the bridge. <laughs> and, the three other friends are playing this joke that it's a part of the bridge where there's like a secret raft, there's a secret piece of grading down below. So they're playing and they play that one of them makes a jump and he falls and Annette is like, oh my God, and like freaks out. And then they realize, and then she looks over and realizes that they're all just like sitting on this grade up at her laughing like, ha ha ha. Cut to little guy in the car and he just goes, you stupid bitch. Yeah. And then end of scene. But see again, again. That, that's what I'm talking about. I, I, I was conf I couldn't tell if 
if part of it was if part of what the movie was trying to do was highlight how this particular group of guys or this kind of guy treats and talks about women. Right. Do you, you know what I mean? Because they obviously make a really, a really concerted effort to show how scummy these guys are. These, yeah. are, they, these are not supposed to, these are supposed to be guys that you, that you realize are garbage. And I couldn't tell if, if part of it, and it was weird because it, it's, it felt weird coming out of that guy's mouth it didn't feel like it was something that that, that character actually wanted to say yeah so much of that character is him not fitting in with that group of people but trying to yeah you know what i mean but i did notice that too i thought it was it was so fucking out of left field yeah. well gents we have uh four minutes left in this call do you have any final words on uh saturday night fever uh, oh man, no, I, I've said everything I needed to say, I think. Yeah, um, the, there's a real, my, my, my one takeaway is going to be, uh, there, there's a moment when he like dips her, I think it's the first time that they've actually like, connected while dancing, and he does, does a little spin and he dips her, and it switches to a shot from the side, um, very close up of, of mostly his face. And the like gels they put on the lens to soft focus him must have been an inch and a half thick. Yeah. It was startling and it will yeah. be forever embedded in my mind. Yeah. I mean I will say that I mean for all the, the, the tricks and you know camera magic they use to to soften people up in this movie, John Travolta, for as as scummy as he was also was was a, a bit of a sexy beast for his time. Oh yeah, for sure. Except for the cleft chin. I didn't mind the cleft chin. Uh, I he mean, is one of the most ridiculous looking people I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Ah, in, in like a, in like a bad way, you think? It's not bad. It's not. It's not good. Bad. He's he's as we said. He's striking. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could understand why people would be like, "Oh, what a hottie." That's totally fine. Um, no judgment to that. But that's a face. That's Aaron like was, up there with Benedict Cumberbatch of like faces of of cinema, where you're like, Aaron, yeah. Aaron was super into his like metrosexual butch woman look in uh, <laughs> in this film in particular. She spent a lot of time looking up his outfits. <laughs> That's so oh, awesome. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was a lot more of him mostly nude than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, for his grandma. There's only one scene yeah. where he's in his underwear, isn't there? No, yeah. there's like two at least. No, there's one. It, you get his butt too, don't you? Oh, there, maybe. The he's guy. wearing that speedo underwear. There's one where he's getting ready during like the first kind of Jersey Shore prep scene, and then there's another one the the, the morning after his first yeah. party where yeah. the. Where the yeah. girl had been like, "Oh, you're you look like Al Pacino," and he was like, "Yeah, yeah I'm Al Pacino." Al Pacino! Al Pacino! And I was like, "I don't understand this." <laughs> Are you having a hard time adjusting to COVID nineteen life? Smoke some marijuana. Are you worried about the future for you and your loved ones? Smoke some marijuana. Are you beginning to question the structures that got us here? Don't, Don't worry, worry about it. Smoke some marijuana. Are you now realizing the crippling faults of unbridled capitalism and neoliberalism? You shut the fuck up and you smoke some marijuana.
This message brought to you by the Ontario Cannabis Store. Citizen Cane Versus is not affiliated with or sponsored by the Ontario Cannabis Store, but we do recognize the need to numb yourself with chemicals because of the state of the fucking world. Enjoy responsibly. Now let's get down to our very, very professional scores. How did we feel about these movies? What numbers are we giving them? Who wants to go first? I'll go. And my, and my act. Rifle them off. Uh, yeah, so uh, Saturday Night Fever, the first movie I watched. Uh, does it look good? A 7 out of 10, I'd say. 7 oh. out of 10, looks pretty good. Does it sound good? 6 out of 10. Good music, oh. bad ADR. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> acts good, very well acted. Eight out of ten, mm. top notch. Uh, was the story good? Six out of ten. Made me feel things, and I didn't like them. But maybe that's the point. But who knows? Uh, enjoyability, negative three, uh, for a total of twenty-four out of forty. Uh, and now I'll flip over to my battlefield oath. Oh, wait, are we doing this one movie at a time or both at the same time? Let's do one movie at a time. One movie at a time. All right, cool. So, yeah, 24 out of 40. 24 out of 40. Yeah. That's not, that's, that's, yeah, that's in a range that I I would feel good with. I'm going to go next. So, I had some similar scores to you. I also said it looks good. I said 7 out of 10. It it looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, I I changed my score because you talked so well about how, how, it was shot and stuff, so I upped my score because of you. Yeah, the dancing was shot well. The mm-hmm. club was cool, you know. Uh, sounds good. Uh, it's seven. I actually, again, I just thought that this is a really, like, if you don't include what people are saying, <laughs> like, this, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great bit of music. It's, it's fun. Um, act good. I said seven. It's acted well, um, but, you know, laughs. Um, so story good. Um, I, I, uh, I have to say this was, I had to take marks away from this movie somewhere because I, I just found it, it's not like a bad story. I found it to be like a, a bit reprehensible. Mm-hmm. Um, being totally honest, I gave this movie one out of 10 for its story. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. From trying to do something meaningful, which is well-intentioned and doing something that is just <laughs> so problematic. I'm sure it wasn't as problematic then, but I don't care. And oh, and uh, did you do enjoyability? Yeah, I also said yeah. in that same way. I said minus four. Oh wow, four enjoyability wow. because I mean we we were very not we did not enjoy this movie by yeah. the end. Wow, the ending did not bring it back. So that's we did not like it in in much <laughs> way. So um, it was twenty two out of forty, and then minus four for eighteen out of forty for me. Yikes! Yeah. Right. All right. Well, I'm going to get crucified for this. Uh, <laughs> so looks good. I have it as a six. I actually, I similar to Sean, I bumped it up from a five because I, because you know, you kind of convinced me with the, yeah, with, with the dance numbers. But there was, you know, it's still a movie shot in the '70s, so I was like, <laughs> six <laughs> sounds good. Love the soundtrack. I was kind of forgivable or or forgiving on the ADR, so I gave it a seven. Yeah. Uh, act good. Yeah, yeah. I thought the acting was actually pretty fucking good in this movie, so I gave it an eight. Um, and you know, story good. <laughs> I, uh, when I, when I rated this and I kind of stand by it, I had just come off watching Battlefield Earth. And while it wasn't the, <laughs> well, it didn't leave me feeling good. I was, I was committed to the entire movie. So I gave it a seven. Oh, story okay. good. 
and uh, and off that same kind of premise for the enjoyability. I mean, I didn't enjoy it in that I I particularly liked any aspect of it, but yeah. in terms of it being a, a a movie that engaged you as an audience member, I thought it did its job. So from that point of view, I enjoyed it. So I actually gave it a plus two. Oh. So, so Dan, for my a question for you is, so Dan, when did you start hating women? Was it yeah. something that's, early? Uh, that's, not, that's, not that's not a fair question. question. <laughs> I'm just going to ignore that and, uh, and just say that my total for this movie is a 29. Ooh. 29, 29, wow, man. out of 40. I'm the middleman, okay. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of fair for this movie, to be honest yeah. with you. It, it, it does seem like something that... Um, it has things that can get you thinking if you're willing to go there and think about them. Um, if it doesn't fully rub you the wrong way while yeah. it's trying to do that. So it, to me, it makes sense that I think for some people, it's just a turnoff and some people kind of are, are able to kind of just uh, stomach it a bit more and, and, and try and get to what the movie I think is, is I think it is trying to do, which is what we It's thought. in there. Well, and, and what yeah. I will say too, is of this is now the third the third time we've done this so the sixth movie and it's only the second time that i've watched that i've watched a film and like kind of cared all the way through not to say not not to say that i that i i enjoyed or or saw any part of it in a positive light but in terms of a, a a film watching experience it was it was only one of two times. The other one being Coach Carter, where where I actually felt like I was watching a well-made <laughs> movie with like certain amounts of, of depth and character development, and there was yeah. a story there, even if it was a tough one. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely not schlock. Like it's no. It is it is definitely trying to be something, and and that's something. And I mean, historically, it was for the time. I think it was. It was. I oh, mean, yeah. I don't know if it was groundbreaking, but there's a reason why it's a classic, right? It's a landmark it's a for, for multiple reasons. It's a big yeah. hit. Did you know they released a they released a PG thirteen version because the soundtrack uh, young teens bought the soundtrack and made it like a, a number one album. So they but the movies are rated, so they made a PG thirteen version that cut out a lot of the sex and the like swearing. And the problematic themes, which so is essentially minutes. just like he wakes up, he wakes up, gets hit by his parents. Yeah, goes goes to the disco club and has a real great time. And yeah, that's, you know, that's, I think it's that's like probably the version shorter. that we would have seen like on television growing well, up. Well, I, I was just gonna say that. I, I think this one that's called Silver Linings Playbook. Battlefielder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh-huh. let's do some more scores. And for clarification, anyone watching or listening, we're, we, we originally kind of like went for more technical terms when we were giving some of these marks, but we are not film um, like real experts. So these are just our, our, our layman's reviews. And so these are our terms for it. And that's just why yeah. we do it this way. Uh, Battlefield Earth, does it look good? Not even closely, three out of 10. Does uh, <laughs> it? Does it sound good? <laughs> no, three out of ten. Yeah. Uh, was it acted good? Three out of ten. Uh, was oh. the story good? One out of ten. Uh, uh, with an enjoyability of negative five for a total of five out of forty. 
Wow. You, you just <laughs> went after it, eh? Fuck that film. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> okay, I'm, I, I'm laughing, but I was very close to you, but I'll have a couple of differences. So uh, I said looks good, same thing. Three, um, sounds good. Three, like um, act good. I said two <laughs> because most acting was very, very not good. Yeah. Um, story good, I said two. Um, <laughs> like, it's essentially just like a, a, a sitting low on like, not even like a B movie. This is like, mm -hmm. a, a, like a G movie. I don't know what it is. It's way down yeah. there. But I actually still gave it an enjoyability of plus two. You found this part of this gonna, movie enjoyable? Yes, because for me, this movie sits oh. on the on the range of the parabola of badness, oh, where it's no. so bad it's good. I'm I was with you. laughing so oh. much at things that were happening. I was laughing at all the center out swipes. I was laughing at the ridiculous laughing. I was like, it was for me so bad it's oh. good. So yeah. I, I honestly, I didn't like. I wasn't like waiting for the movie to be over. I was like laughing at all the ridiculous stuff. So I actually ended up having a good time. Not maybe not for good filmmaking, but I <laughs> had a good time. So that was eleven out of forty plus two for thirteen. Wow, I'm I'm with Jack. So I have uh, that's weird. So I I have looks good, eh? Three. These are what I actually wrote. Sounds good, <laughs> sure. Four out of ten. <laughs> Story good, just no. One. <laughs> Act good, like. Kind of three, yeah. So, but I mean, I'm I'm with Jack. I give this an enjoyability of a plus four. Ouch. I I had. I, I mean, for me, for me, this is like this. This is the gold standard of like good bad movie. This is the kind of movie that it's filled with so many like, where every every choice is somehow the wrong choice. And it just yeah. is just rife with moments for you to talk shit about, yeah, and laugh at, and I would I would watch this movie again. I would have a viewing no. party of this film. No, yeah. I will not I be have, coming. I to would too. Party. Have drinking games. I would recommend yes. this movie to my friends. I, I will as, set up as either on the a balcony. joke or a prank. I, <laughs> I will. I, I will look I with them from the balcony. I thought I, it was just and and how can you how can you how can you look past the story behind it? The fact that it's just one Scientologist's like oh. absolute failed <laughs> attempt at, at what he thought was going to be a I revolutionary can go, film. They go and get Harrier jets, Sean. Yeah. They, oh, they go and get jets. And can oh. we talk about the fact that, <laughs> that all of the information that man has ever acquired is somehow in the library of Denver? <laughs> like the, <laughs> I think he flew, didn't he fly him to Washington? Yeah, no, he flew, still... he flew him. I think he flew him to because he he reads the like original Constitution of the United States. Yeah, he's at like the National yeah. Archives or something. Yeah, yeah. No, this this the, the sign that they very obviously have a close up of walking into it is the Library of Denver. Good. They walk in a hundred and fifty thousand percent. Is Fort takes... Knox in Colorado? Yeah, oh, I don't know, but they fly all over. They go to tech. He goes to Texas to get the Harriers. Right. He yeah, flies I, all over. I like, also he's like, love. He's like, I'm watching everything you do, and then he immediately flies around the entire country. 
I also no. love that, that the whole thing is based on him being like, where are we going to get the gold from? And, and Greener is like, I read about a place called Fort Knox. We'll get the gold there. And Ugh. I'm like, when did you read that? Was it in the two seconds you were in that library? Yeah. You, like scanned through three pages and John oh, yeah. was like, are you convinced now? And he's like, yes, <laughs> now I'm convinced after seeing that there what, are books here. What, were you, what was your total score there, Daniel? Oh, uh, I mean, it's a fi- uh, 15. 15. 15 out of 40. All so right. it's still, still about a, but a half of what I gave SNF, so unfortunately. But uh, 31 out of 120 for Battlefield Earth. And what was everybody's uh, Saturday Night Fever scores? Mine was eight, uh, 18. 18. And mine was 29. 29. <laughs> right. Uh, Math break. 73 out of 120 for uh, Saturday Night Fever. So a passing grade for Saturday Night Fever and a miserable failure. Uh, uh, Please see me after school for uh, Battlefield Earth. Uh, Please see me after school. You know, just once, I really want the the B movie to win. I really, I really do. Come close. It will. And I thought I thought that Battlefield Earth was gonna do it this time around. This this was like if if Saturday Night Fever wasn't made at least decently well, mine would have been very close. Mine was thirteen yeah. and eighteen. Yeah, it's true. Oh yeah, yours was close. Mine was not far off. Right. Um, you know, if Battlefield oh, Earth 13? had a little bit better acting or like at least some better visuals or something, it, it, it would have been and much closer. I I, I hoped. Like the first couple of scenes with John Travolta, I was like, "Oh, at least, at least he might be doing something interesting here." <laughs> and then that shit started, and then and and that was it for me. And then I just buckled up and enjoyed the ride. And what a ride it was! Oh, delightful. Well, let's let's uh, let's do our signature sign off. And um, and these, honestly, I was thinking about these, and I was having a tough time. So yeah, me too. It's because yeah. Anyway, so I, I'll try and I'll, maybe I'll try and start it. So these, this we like to try and do some Thanos teasers, uh, in, and as an homage to all the teasers that existed throughout the Marvel universe. So, um, so for Battlefield Earth, I just think I picture a thing where it's like the post-credit Thanos teaser is like, uh, it cuts up on like it's essentially a guy who looks like the same alien as like, you know, the dude in the movies and the MCU who is like a villain who could like essentially could move stuff with his, with his mind, like that character. Which it's one? It's like, uh, he was in like Endgame and stuff. He got sucked out of the spaceship. Anyway, yeah, yeah, sure. he's, he's like a scraggly looking dude with a big head. He looks like Squidward. He calls him Squidward. Anyway, so he's like, it's someone like that. And he's like running through a hallway and he's like got like more like, like scraggly okay. hairs and he's like kind of like sweaty and he has like glasses on. He looks kind of like more like, like he's like a law clerk and he runs in with like a briefcase full of papers and he's like holding stuff up and he like runs into Thanos' like, like a throne room and he's like, he's like the, the, cyc- the planet has been destroyed, destroyed. And Thanos is just like, oh my God, thank, <laughs> thank God. Oh my God. I was... That lawsuit they had against me was just, <laughs> you know how much they, they have been bugging me. They have been, they have been chasing me. They've been rat pigeoning me or whatever they do, you know, for months now. They are scary. They, they're freaky, man. 
So I'm, I'm glad I'm 50% for most, but for them, and he just has like a little, like, it's like an ad-libbed moment where this. So Woody Allen wrote your, uh, (laughs) Woody Allen wrote it. And, and essentially it's him just being so relieved that essentially like the cyclos as though they were like Scientologists or like, Oh man, those people like 50% for everyone else, but for them, I'm okay with the 100 because they, they creeped me out, you know? Oh, Uh, I think mine, mine's going to be a little more on the nose. I think, uh, Thanos arrives with his army to Earth in the year 3000. And, uh, no, you know what? Thanos arrives in the year 2000, right over the filming of this movie, and annihilates (laughs) all of life. All of life. Not 50%, none of this bullshit. Because of this film's crimes against art. He annihilates all of life. I had had a a similar kind of kind of theme to to yours sean i mean normally i I love coming up with kind of like a creative spin on these films with this one i just have as credits are coming to a close the camera pulls back to reveal the credits (laughs) crawling up a monitor on a spaceship and just just cut to thanos sitting in the captain Disappointed, <laughs> and it just ends on a what the fuck? And it closes. Can it can it be him with his other like friends, and they've clearly been doing a drinking game? Yeah, 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 <laughs> and, yeah. and they're like smash. <laughs> and it, yeah, and it goes, and it's, it's not a full what the fuck. It's what the f- and then it. Yeah, that's what I have. I have what yeah, the fuck you dot 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 end quote. Yeah. But I love the idea of him finishing this movie with the same feeling that I had and just being like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. Oh, that's so, so good. That's what I had for that. And honestly, I I racked my brain trying to think of one for uh Saturday Night Fever and I, I couldn't. By the end of that movie, I was I mean the end of that movie left such a sour taste in my mouth and I I, yeah. I just felt so heavy and weighted that I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to to make light of it. I couldn't. I, I couldn't think of anything. So I'll try and riff off what you guys do. But I was. I had a hard time with that. I I think it involves uh, Spider Man, but like the one, <laughs> like like whatever edition of Spider Man was on air in the seventies. Uh, he comes. So the animated one. Uh, he mm. comes in and uh, he just like hog ties all of them on the bridge, and. Uh, has just like here's some rapists from your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and sticks the <laughs> sign on them and uh, Fuck. Bob's your uncle and he's out oh man I yeah it's it's tough to do I think I was actually thinking more and maybe maybe you can help me on this one that like it actually has to do more does anyone do any of us remember what his the little guy what his name was do you ever know what his name was I want to say Barry? Let's say his name is Barry. So I actually think it cuts to um, like it's back and that, that night and Barry is is like he's in, in the water. You see him floating and oh, there's like God. a beam of there's like a beam of light. Yeah. And then he's like pulled up and you as he's pulled up out of the water, like up into the ship. And then it like cuts and it's like a hard cut and cut again to him like lying in like as though he's you know he's like come out of like a he's like in you know cold and wet on the floor of this throne room and like a spotlight and then it's just like a hand reaching out and it's like 
you know, it's, I don't know how it goes, but it's something to do with him being offered a place. Amongst, amongst the Avengers? No, amongst Thanos' like, army. Oh, nice. Almost uh, like a Darth Vader moment where he's like saved from death and like turned into a super soldier. That might actually be what it is, that it becomes, yeah. it becomes a Darth Vader ending. Might actually well, be funny. It would have to be, it would probably be, uh, when it's in the 70s, so it would be um, Bucky. Bucky would like dive into the, the Hudson or whatever river that is and, and like give him a face mask full of super serum. You know? Yeah. But I like the image of like, of like the, 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 the limp body being right. lit up. Like and, sucked up by the light sort of thing. Yeah. Totally. I'm into that. I just don't know where it goes or how it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. Like he gets pulled up. He gets pulled up and, like, and you think it's going to be some sort of welcoming thing. And then he like wakes up and he realizes he's in this like dark spaceship and Thanos just comes out and he's like, hey, what's with the you stupid bitch line? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it's like and then like and then launches him back into the river. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> there is no I, place for that kind of language or attitude in my empire. Yeah. No, you listen up, huh? <laughs> I think that's the one for sure. <laughs> oh, I like that Thanos is slowly becoming one of us. <laughs> He's yeah. becoming a commentator on the movies themselves. <laughs> I think that's the direction this has to go. I think that's where sometimes he's in the movie and sometimes he's like, what, what, what the fuck was that? As though he's sitting up in his spaceship with like all these TV screens watching like all the universe <laughs> happening at once, like the architect and the Matrix. Or yeah, yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> we'll have to get to that movie too. So I guess the question is, what movie do we put against Battlefield Earth next week? <laughs> Uh, I think like no, no, no. Sean hated it so much. I, I hated it so you, much. You can't even appreciate just how good of a bad movie it was. No, it wasn't that kind of bad. It wasn't. Oh, it was, it was definitely that kind Every of bad. Every single moment was painful Do because you know how many Razzies that movie won. That doesn't. No, so did Monsters. No, not Monsters. She won the Academy Award. If Catwoman, Catwoman, I, Catwoman's a bad, good, bad film. But a Halle Berry movie? Yeah. No, Catwoman is just a bad film. Oh. Can we do next week? Can we do Catwoman versus Monsters Ball? <laughs> oh God, no! Can we do no, I, I, I would love to do a movie that doesn't make me feel like I just got kicked in the groin seven times. Catwoman. I don't know what to tell you, Dan. I don't know what to tell you. We're doing Monsters uh, Ball. Why don't we do Monsters Ball versus Monsters Inc? <laughs> I want to do Catwoman. Yeah. All right. We'll figure out. We'll figure out our connection. Yeah. Stay, maybe stay this tuned. is a good place to wrap it up. All right. Uh, do you want to play us out, Jack? Oh. <laughs> the Kane versus. <laughs>